Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast. Today's topic, how to be an effective mentor, part two of two. Hi everyone, this is Mike and welcome to Manager Tools. As we said last time, the state of mentoring today is pathetic, and we don't think much of most corporate programs as well, but we do like mentoring. So assuming you finished listening to last week's show, let's talk about how to do it effectively from the perspective of the mentor. Before we go on, though, I'd like to extend a big heartfelt thanks to all of you who attended last week's Effective Manager Conference in San Antonio. Mark and I, Michael, Steve, and Kate can't thank you enough for your participation. As we said at the conference, we feel absolutely blessed to be able to share our experiences with so many wonderful people. Thank you again for being a big part of our dream. So with that, here we go. How to be an effective mentor, part two. Okay. So for now, let's let's get on with our seven recommendations. Get on with it. Is it am I going too slow? Is that, is that, is that feedback? Um, yeah, I, I, no, I've got to get some no, sleep sometime tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the mutter model. It's a mutter model. Hurry up! We'll do we'll do a seven point podcast on the mutter model later on. We got to do the martyr model too. The martyr model. That's a good. No, I'll take care of it. No, no, please. I'll I'm sorry. I asked you. I'll take care of it. Yeah. There are managers who invoke the martyr model all every the time. Day. Yeah. yeah. I've got time between midnight and three in the morning. It's no problem. Really, you go home to your family. I do it with my kids all the time. Ah, I'll do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's right. go. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, number one, uh, we, we recommend three criteria for whom to mentor. Okay. Simple ones. Fit with you, value to the organization, and ROI in terms of your time, the time invested in the relationship. Let's talk about each one. First of all, fit. This is really just to codify as a recommendation our points above about people. It's all about people and that corporate programs don't work because they're not about people. Um, Look, don't just mentor somebody to be part of a program. Don't mentor someone's nephew. Okay, now, I want to make a a caveat here. I put a couple of asterisks in the show notes right here because this is important. there's nothing wrong with having a great relationship with somebody's mentor or a buddy of yours call and say, look, my, mentor, my, my nephew is going to be working in the company. I appreciate if you'd mentor him. What you need to do is take the word mentor out of that equation and say, I want you to look out for him. Okay, no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Guy wants to call me, needs help, needs me to make a phone call for him, wants to know where something is, no problem. Yeah, show him where the copy room is and where to get yeah. paper and staples. Yeah, That's or, not mentoring. Right, or you know yeah. what? My boss is saying that I don't need to do any any prep work for my own review. Is that really the way it should be? Because I see other people working kind of hard. Am I? You know, I don't want to get I don't want to get in trouble or whatever. And, and, and the, the friend of the, uh, of the father, you know, the, the, uh, says, uh, oh, gosh, no, you definitely need to do that. That's not mentoring. That's just having a friend in the organization. So when we say, don't don't mentor someone's nephew. We don't mean don't have a relationship with their nephew. Just don't call it mentoring because mentoring is something specific. It's a time investment designed to create greater organizational good. It's a recurring investment of time. It's an effort to grow people. It's targeted. It's specific. It's relevant. Talking to somebody's nephew is what you do because you're a nice person and you try to help them out of the bind. Um, 
So, so we're not saying don't have a relationship with somebody's nephew who's a buddy of yours. Great. Just let's not call it mentoring. That's all we're saying there. Look, it's completely reasonable in addition to choose your mentee based on your belief in having a long, solid, lo- a solid long-term relationship with them. Right. And here's a good point here. Right? Just, we kind of went past it a little bit, which is, look, you get to choose. Yeah, if you're the mentor, I'm sorry, that's it, right. right. Yeah. I mean, corporate programs, they don't they don't work, so it doesn't really matter. But they often pair people. Out. You're, not, you're not choosing, but that is only one of many reasons why corporate right, right, programs right, right, don't work. Right, but right. the fact is, as a mentor, you get to choose. Yeah, the mentee, right? And that's why number two and three are about saying yeah. no, right? Yeah. But that's a very good point. We just kind of we gloss over it because we, we we assume it. But you're right. We got to let's make clear our assumptions. Um, Look, there's nothing wrong with saying to somebody who asks you, look, she's a superstar, totally. She's great, future leader, great. But I don't get along with her terribly well. Or my skills are so like her, she already knows what I know, so I don't think I can add that much value. Uh, or it's unlikely I'm going to gel with her just because of my background is so different from hers or, or where I am in my life right now. It doesn't make sense for me. I need to be investing differently or whatever. Um, so, folks, don't use this. Now, now okay. Having said that, don't use what we're saying here about FED as some stupid code for what I might call mentoring redlining, which is to say avoiding someone of a different gender or a different ethnic background than you. Uh, we encourage that. I think diversity when it comes to mentoring is a great thing. I really believe in diversity um, because diverse, diverse beliefs which generally tend to follow patterns of ethnicity and gender and age and so on. Diverse beliefs bring better ideas to the table. The mix of ideas, the the medley of ideas ends up creating, provided you have some ethical behavior around the pile of ideas you've got, ends up creating better results in the long run. Um, We encourage that kind of thinking, and it does work. But don't choose for those reasons alone. In other words, don't choose somebody of a different gender or different ethnicity just because as an interest in diversity. There should be a fit uh, for you. It, it may be that you have to work with them a little bit. Um, but, but look, you may, you may think that that would be something good. I'd like to move in that direction. And then if you, you start working with somebody and you discover there's not a fit, or you don't discover anything in common, or you find that even though you have complementary skills, it'll be good, but you can't seem to see eye to eye on things. Don't force something into a long death march where the person ends up saying, I might have learned something, but I hate mentoring and I don't, remember, I don't ever want to mentor anybody in the organization later because the, my experience with being mentored wasn't a good one. Right. But on, but on the other hand, you don't want to have, have a couple meetings with an individual and immediately come to the conclusion that you just don't click and, and end it right there. Yeah, right? sure. And be willing to invest. Gosh, yeah. Um, say, let's get to know each other. And maybe before, before I'm willing to agree to mentor you, let's have lunch a couple of times. Let's talk a little bit. Let's get a sense of what your strengths and weaknesses are. You're asking me out of the blue. I want to understand this better. I've got to have some clarity in my thinking. I've got some ideas here about fit and, and time and so on. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think if you go around saying, well, I'm going to pick one person and that's going to be the one. That's, that's the extreme and that's a bad, that's generally a bad way to approach it. Right. Okay. Well, what about 1B, uh, the value to the organization? Okay. Again, let's be clear. The second criteria, you start with fit. As a general rule, what I recommend is you ask about fit, and if it's there, then you progress to saying, okay, i got a fit here. I feel like I could have a good relationship here. Um, if we have a pinch here, we're going to be able to get over it because we've got a good relationship. So what's the value to the organization? In other words, how will you, mentoring this person help the organization as specifically as you can define that. Right, because what we're talking about is a formal mentoring relationship is an investment of 
time, which yeah. is a which is your which is value. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. If you're getting paid a quarter million dollars a year, and you work two hundred days a year, what is that? A thousand dollars less? It's rounded off. It's right. It's 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 a thousand dollars a day. If you spend over the course of of uh, a year, if you spend a, a couple of hours every quarter, you're talking about a day's worth of time. You're going to invest a thousand dollars. What are you going to get out of it? What is the organization going to get out of it? You have long breezy kind of chats or are you actually going to ask somebody to grow and develop um that's the value that's the way to think about about this kind of thing it's an investment and you expect to have a return on that investment which we'll talk about obviously in the next in the next piece um so uh, how will you remember we're not talking in general about mentoring we're saying how will you mentoring this person help the organization well you, you this is not us saying well mentoring anybody is good it's an investment and so we should we should hope that it turns out to be something good years from now even though we can't predict no we're not saying that this is saying what is terry going to learn from me and why is that valuable to her and how can she turn that value to her into value for the firm that's what you're doing. You're extending your thought process about your economic engine of growth, you and your time and your 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 knowledge work into another person who may be able to spin it into something really, you know, turn turn silk into gold. Um, you know, it, it, are there questions like, is her Chinese language experience valuable to the firm? But she really needs to learn P and L ops, and you have a lot of that. Well, that may be a good fit. Okay, and there may be real value to the organization. Are you really good with financial risk? And she may be a brilliant operator. She comes from a cost business with very low risk. It's all cost management. So she needs help seeking or seeing risk better, particularly in the high end margin of the the high margin end of the business. Um, maybe your network is great, and while the person you're thinking about networking is a total genius. He's a closet genius. He doesn't have any friends. He needs more friends and different friends, people who can bounce ideas off of him and tell him before he goes talk to the CEO, don't tell the CEO that that's his pet peeve, right? And the genius wonders why the CEO just doesn't see eye to eye because everybody in the building knows that the genius is smarter than the CEO, including the CEO. What the genius doesn't know is the CEO doesn't care because the CEO doesn't need to be a genius. He just needs to be more powerful and have better results than everybody in the past. And the genius only wants to be judged on his genius. And you, sometimes he or she needs some help um, seeing things differently and having people help him see it because geniuses don't naturally come to those conclusions on their own. Um, so, look, um, we recommend you consider these issues as you decide where to invest. And perhaps most importantly in all this, if you can't see a clear value from the firm, just mentoring someone with whom you have a good relationship, existing relationship is, we think, wasted energy. Just because you have a good relationship, you don't choose somebody just because you know them. We think that's wasted energy. It, it, what scares us about that is, where's that person with whom you could have a great relationship who really needs what you have, but you're essentially mentoring somebody and they're taking up your bandwidth and right. you don't have any You can only time. mentor so many people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we'll answer that shortly and the answer is two. <laughs> yeah. Um, you okay. could try to, well, well, you could mentor a lot, but it would be like what people are experiencing now. Pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. Pathetic. yeah. Okay. Pathetic. So, so cl closely related to that discussion is the third point in terms of selecting the mentee, which is time and return on investment. Yeah. It's, this is easy. Don't do it if you can't justify the value to the firm now and in the future. We don't believe in constant mentoring, right? That you're mentoring a whole bunch of people all the time and so on. Because usually that means lots of time and low value added stuff. 
and is likely a sign of really bad managing, quite frankly, that the organization doesn't have the underpinnings of good managing, so everybody's having to busy ma- mentor somebody else. They don't have a close relationship with them. They're trying to reach across departments and so on, and they get involved with the boss, and that's a mess. Um, insist on good managing first before you go spreading yourself too thin uh, or do a lot of patting young folks on the head as a grandmother or a grandfather. Yeah, I, I've had, I, man, that's a pet peeve of mine. I've had that happen to me before where a manager comes to me and says, hey, would you mentor Jim? Jim needs some help on this thing. And my first question is, have you given Jim any feedback on this? Yeah, right. They're not. Well, yeah. no, but I, I think you give him a different perspective. No, no, no. no. You're the man. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You give him feedback. You then, then we'll talk about a mentoring right. relationship. Uh, it, it's go, mentoring, in my opinion, is one of those words, one of those concepts that that closely aligns with coaching. And oh, we need to coach him. Well, coaching, according to mo- most young people, you ask them about coaching, like I don't, I don't want to be coached. Even though five years before in high school or in college they were being coached and it was a positive experience. Yeah, the heroes were coaches. But, yeah, right. but now now you can't be coached because coaching is you know it's on on your deathbed. You get coached right before you get kicked out the door. Um, it's just misleading. People say, "Oh, I'm going to go coach him," which means I'm going to go tell him what he did wrong. I'm going to point out all the errors that came out on the latest performance reporting um, information we've got. It's crazy. Look, look, mentoring is not required to run a great organization. It can pay dividends, but it doesn't always. Make sure you've thought about the time and value before you go forward. Don't just assume because you have a fit, it'll be okay. Don't assume that because the organization will benefit in some vague way, that's good. If you can't justify it based on the time you would spend doing something else or mentoring someone else who could deliver more value, you ought to be saying no. Good. Okay. Now, point two of our seven recommendations is an interesting one, and it will surprise a lot of folks. We talked about it a little bit earlier, which is you can say no. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe it's because so many people are used to the idea that corporate programs are Dictated, mandatory. Yeah, yeah right, right. So so that's all you know. So therefore, you, you wouldn't say no to somebody asking you. Um, I remember very specifically having somebody come to me and say, can I ask that person to, to mentor me? I said, sure. And they said, well, how do I do it? I said, well, there's a cast. You know, I'm not going to spend an hour on the phone with you. Look, go listen to the cast. And they came back and they said, yeah, I asked him. And he said, no. I said, oh, darn. He said, well, but... You're not surprised, are you? I said, no. He goes, well, why'd you have me ask him? I said, you didn't ask me whether or not you... I said, I think you should ask him. Go ahead. Well, he told me that you told him to say no. Yeah, that's right. And he says, well, why did I waste my time? I said, well, now when you ask the right person, you'll know what the heck you're doing. Look, I I think it's fine to ask him. What's wrong with him telling you no? Did he tell you why? He says, "Yeah." He says, "I'm I'm three levels over and two levels across, and there's just no way that I can be a, he can be of much value. He's very busy in a big project." I said, "Well, would you want him as your mentor?" No, but I'm kind of hurt. He told me no, and I, you know that was one of those moments I I, I regret. I said, "Well, grow up," <laughs> you know, like. Um, so he was surprised that I said, "Sure, go ahead and ask." Well, privately, I was going to the other person and say, "Hey, by the way, this person's going to ask. You should tell him no." Right. Because because it would be a waste of your resources. You're too important to the organization to be mentoring her. Really, don't mentor her. Find somebody else. And then, of course, the value for the organization was this person said to me, really, you think I should be mentoring? And I'm just like, duh. <laughs> and he said, so, so who? I said, well, here and here. And those mentoring relationships are going great. And the person who first asked has a great mentoring relationship. And he's still mad at me because I told the guy to say no. So, you know. Go figure. Yeah. Okay, look. Uh, there seem to be kind of two types of responses to the mentoring question. One group always says yes and then does it poorly because they're overextended. And the other group either says no all the time or, quite frankly, doesn't get asked. Look, if you're asked 
and you apply the criteria above and the answer seems to be no to you, say no. Sit down with a person and explain things. Explain what your thought process was, what you look for in terms of fit, what you look for in terms of ROI, what you look for um, in terms of uh, value to the organization. Um, it could be a great moment for them to understand it if they really listen to your rationale. Take the time to say no well and thoroughly and professionally. And then suggest whom they might ask that might be a better fit and why. And then, if you can, consider making an introduction to that person between the person who asked you and the, and the person you're suggesting they talk to. Um, look, yeah, something else, too. We talked about the management piece, right? About, about yeah, I'm not going to mentor this person. You just need to do your job <laughs> as a manager, right? Um, uh, I, and I come to think of it, I'm beginning to realize that we have a fairly expansive view of management. And it really is a supportive view of management. It's a... It's a it's a respectful view of management. I think a lot of people in the world just have a very narrow view of management because they built it down to the smallest possible thing they can tolerate because they see it done so poorly. You want to get a great, a great view as to what the current view of management is today? Go to Slashdot. Oh, my God. Oh, no, <laughs> and, don't and, do and that. And watch all the comments oh. about folks there about what they talk about, what they think about management. Oh. That's... Yeah, it's it's just hard. That really is the growth of technology in the last twenty years. The and the people on Slashdot. It just. It's shocking. I just, I, you know, um, look. So, so look. If you think somebody's not a good performer, don't mentor them. They're, they're like you said. They're managers we've known who've told directs, "Well, you're doing poorly. Let's get you a manager. Let's get you a mentor." And our the mentor, you and I get asked that, and our response is, "No, let's get you a manager." Right? Yeah. You're not the good. problem is not with the individual. Yeah. The problem is with you. Yeah, I have you're a, not managing. I have a saying in golf, which is, "It's that when drive for show and putt for dough." And the saying I have is, "It's not the putter, it's the putter." Meaning, it's not yeah. the equipment; it's the person holding the equipment. It's not the it's not the mentee that's the problem there. It's the manager not doing their job. And it goes back to that the, the article, the cubicle culture article that says, "Oh yeah, they're asking somebody else to do their to, you know to to bring them on board." No, on hiring, selection, recruiting, and 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 onboarding are the ways that you increase retention. You don't increase retention by reducing turnover. You increase retention by worrying about selection and onboarding and hiring and early uh, the early onboarding process. So anyway, okay. Um, look, too often mentoring is asked for as a way to make up for that lousy managing. Lousy managing. Um, there is no mentoring relationship that can do that. It's an entire, like we said before, it's an entirely different relationship. The best way to learn to do things as an adult is to try to do them, to fail, and to learn the right way by watching yourself fail. Okay, and managing is designed to help you do that. It's designed to help people fail. No, not really. Um, but mentoring is unlikely to do that at all. Nothing wrong with giving strategic guidance. That's great. We love that, right? Uh, nothing wrong with project suggestions. Nothing wrong with political weather veining. Hey, be careful. Wind's blowing this way this week. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, but while mentoring can give you all that, it can't give anyone the kind of tactical help that is so necessary for broad and deep growth of the kind of skills and wisdom that it takes to go from a manager to a leader in an organization. And if we're mentoring somebody, we're thinking that they could become a leader at some point. Um, if, someone's, if someone's asking you for that kind of tactical help, say no, because you're doomed to fail, because you can't have that deep relationship with them. And, and, and not only say, say no for that reason, but say no to say nothing of the damage you may be doing to the relationship between your mentee and her manager. So say no. 
Right. Okay. Now, point three. Point three is a great one. Yeah. You should say no. Yeah. We look. <laughs> it's a subtle distinction. Uh, we're probably. I'm probably being overly precise here. Um, we uh, above. We you know just now we just suggested you can say no, and then we give some reasons where we think you should say no. We're saying now that not only can you say no, there won't be a stigma, even if it stings the person who asks you. We're saying it's part of your job to make such an evaluation. It's not just okay. It's what effective managers do. If you say yes to somebody and you get a request for the wrong person, and then you get a request from someone who's ideal for you to be mentoring, you may not have the bandwidth. I mentioned this earlier. You've got to be ready to say no after you think about the points we mentioned above. And let's take it a little further, not just in terms of the, the make or break in terms of the first ask. Um, we recommend no more than two mentee relationships at one time. If you do them well, mentoring relationships take time. And you have other work to do as well. One, one can safely assume that anyway. Uh, let's allow managers to do what they're supposed to do. Let's not, let's not all try to become mentors and have seven people mentoring. Mentoring seven people, it doesn't work. Um, Next on saying no, you may have to take the lead in entering a mentoring relationship that isn't going well. If you're uncomfortable, if you're not seeing value or you're not seeing growth in the person, in other words, there doesn't appear to be any ROI, and if you're spending money and there is no return, you're actually destroying value. Okay? If there's a lack of structure or a lack of professionalism, be polite and end the relationship. Sure, give them feedback first. Gosh, give them a lot of feedback. But mentoring isn't an indentured servitude. Be polite. Say no in the relationship; they'll get over it. Further, I think, rely along the lines of ending. You, you can say no to going further than one year without a reevaluation. If the person you're mentoring isn't growing, or you don't feel the original thinking is being borne out behind the the, the relationship, say no by ending the relationship. Say, and I'm sure there are plenty of people who say, "Can I say that it was just because I got really busy?" Yes, that's fine. Yeah, well, I, you know, I just think we're all so afraid of ending things that we end up funding these worthless endeavors. Yeah. And, and that's what I think we're getting, asking people to think about, which is your time, you know, it's not, you're not just giving your time. You're giving the, the organization's time. Right. The organization's right. time. Exactly, you're giving, you're, you're spending the organization's resources. You're a resource. Yep. And yeah, like it or not, you are. It, so, so bad men, you know, unfortunately, bad managers are like Congress, I guess. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They spend resources profligately, and then they never kill them either. Yeah. yeah. What about what about four? Expect and demand structure. Yeah. Look, you can't have an effective relationship without structure. You can't. Let me say that again. There is no relationship, effective relationship, that doesn't have structure associated with it in, in all aspects of life. Managers have power in their structure. Marriages have vows, uh, which have an ethical structure. Families have shared values and shared resources that, are, that form a structure. There are structures that support all good relationships. Uh, the same is true here. If you think that mentoring is really just a cool, laid-back bull session, wide-ranging kind of guru talks and casual exchange of ideas and new paradigm shifts and so on, you're on drugs, folks. That's not what it is. Those things are all fine. But not for a mentoring relationship. Mentees can do those things after they play beer pong on Friday. <laughs> okay, this is work, folks. Sit up. Um, yeah, we were watching. We were watching Wall Street tonight. It was like, you know, this is your wake up call, buddy. Right? Let's get to work. Right? Well, this is not sitting around on beanbag chairs, slouching and talking about how we feel about the business cycle. This is about developing people. Hey, we want to have fun. We want to, that, that's part of the reason why the fit is so important. But let's sit up and let's get some work done here. So, so how, do, how do we demand it and then get it, that kind of structure? Look, it's, it's easy. 
You know, it's funny. Uh, Napoleon, I think, was the guy who said, um, do not prohibit what you cannot prevent, right? So the way you demand something, you say, I make it a requisite, a requirement of the relationship. If we stop getting structure, I will end this relationship. If you don't, if you don't provide me an agenda in advance, if we don't meet quarterly, if I don't get an email from you once a month with an update, we're going to end the relationship. That those are the kind of things that we use as proxies for measuring the interest, the the investment you're willing to make to help me help you. I don't want to sound too Jerry Maguire-ish, but that's essentially what it is. Um, make that make those demands part of the initial meeting. If a pinch, if if a mentee that you are thinking about working with doesn't want that, look. No worries. Save yourself the time, though. Save yourself the pain. Just encourage them to go elsewhere. Find somebody else. And don't even suggest they get a new mentor. Say, look, go find somebody else to chat with. It's great. I wish you well. I'm not going to do that. Mentoring is something very specific to me. And, oh, people are going to be afraid to hurt people's feelings. And my, my response to that is, if our job is to avoid hurting people's feelings, what we should do is learn how to be better communicators, not simply make bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we laid out our ideas about structure in our earlier cast, and we'll, we'll post a link of, to that up right, on, yeah, on, right. the, on the website so people can review that. But all those, all those things we said then about structure, that, those still apply. Right. Meeting quarterly at a minimum, uh, expect an agenda every time in advance, in advance, in advance. And by the way, an agenda is not a list of five questions they want answered. It's we, we start at 8, we finish at 10. Uh, at eight, after from 8 to 8.15, we talk briefly about families. From 8.15 to 8.45, we're going to talk about X from 8.45 to 9, we're going to talk about Y. From 9 to 9.45, we're going to talk about Z. In the last 15 minutes, we're going to wrap up and schedule the next meeting and pay the check. I made that all up. But but um, you don't have to be the stick that stirs the pot. You don't have to be the one driving everything and coming up with the planning. If you start dreading preparing for these meetings, you're in the wrong relationship. And usually that's because somebody else is not driving the logistics of it. Now, if the logistics are all put in place and you just don't want to do the work, well, then, okay, fine. You're just different. lazy, and that's different. Um, nothing wrong. In fact, it's great if you have an inspiration or a key idea you want to share with somebody or a story that may be valuable periodically, and so you reach out to your mentee without that structure. You don't have to wait for the quarterly or even monthly meetings if you want to go monthly. But the mentee still runs things and not you. That means every time you're thinking about the mentee relationship, you're thinking about value rather than about structure. The structure should be presented to you. You should work within mm. that structure. Again, if you're doing, if you're thinking about structure and timing and agendas and so on, you're wasting organizational resources that could be spent somewhere else. Don't do that. Now, number five is to provide provide feedback. Now, th- this is one of those sometimes the things that go without saying need to be said nonetheless. But it's it's amazing to me how many and we've mentioned this yeah. several times, which is the whole point of mentoring is you're engaging in a structured relationship. Right. You're investing your time and energy yep. to improve organizational performance through the improvement of performance of right. an individual. Right. Well, and if you you're not going to give them feedback, <laughs> then why are you doing yeah. it? Yeah, you'd think some of our biases show up there in terms of people's behavior and performance and feedback. Yeah, look, we include it here just to make it a simple check on your behavior. Are you just chatting with the person? Are you expecting them to read between the lines of what you say? Are you sending some subtle message? Don't be subtle. What did Churchill say when you have a point to make? You know, when you're trying to make, when you're making a speech or whatever, pick a point and make it and then make it a second time and then make it a third time with a great big fat whack. 
you know, repeat the point over and over again. You've got to save time here since you're not going to be developing a relationship with the kind of day-to-day -day interaction that helps us have lots of data about other people. You're not going to be able to do that. Just chatting with somebody once a quarter, you're not going to develop a deep relationship with them. Um, lacking that, you've got to ask, should I hold back tough feedback because we're not close enough yet for him or her to hear that? I, I, I can't imagine. It essentially obviates the need for the mentoring relationship. Mentoring is an organizational effort, so we need to apply some organizational rigor to it. Without feedback and challenges, it's not going to give us any ROI that would justify a senior manager or an executive spending any time on it. So, even if it's hard to do, we're so sorry it's hard, you've got to be willing to give feedback. If you're not inclined to that, I wouldn't hesitate, if I were your boss, to tell you not to bother and to tell you, can I give you some feedback? When you're not willing to be a mentor by not giving feedback, it makes me question whether or not you can be a leader in the organization because you're going to have to, for the rest of your career, give lots of feedback. And if you won't give it in a mentoring relationship, I'd be shocked to see that you would give it to your directs who you have a much closer relationship with. Yeah. Um, look. Use the model, four steps, and wade right in. This is what every mentee says they want, by the way. Where the heck are the mentors, right? Um, <laughs> all the mentees say, when I get there, I'm going to give them what I wanted to get, which is a lot of detailed feedback. I wish they wouldn't worry so much about hurting my feelings. Somebody just call a spade a spade, please. Yeah, but no right. one ever does that. Right, yeah, no one ever does it. Don't bother putting up a Potemkin village of a relationship or a mentoring relationship and then not actually doing the work. Just go back to number three, and that's... Just say no. Just say no. Yeah. This may surprise some folks, which is our, our point number six is expect to be challenged. Yeah. Look, if you're not getting challenged, either you're not asking for enough growth. Um, in other words, you're, you're, you're throwing softballs to them. Uh, or perhaps you've got the wrong mentee. In other words, they're not pushing. Or they're, you know, they're not engaged enough in their own growth. The best mentees are folks who will ask smart questions and want to learn and will question some of your assertions. Look, some more senior mentors seem affronted by a mentee disagreeing. But some give and take is good in this relationship. And by the way, some of this is generational. I won't, I won't, uh, I won't kid on, on that. Accepting authority figures is much less common. Accepting authority figures without disagreeing, without challenging, is much less common than it was 30 years ago. Younger mentees, when I talk to them, do not mean to be disrespectful, even though their tone sounds like they mean it to be disrespectful. Tone today among people under the age of 25 is much more casual in a way that uh, more senior people misunderstand. Um, uh, they don't mean to be disrespectful when they scoff at something you say. Yeah, some of you, you might want to with all your heart. Yeah, some of you. I, we can tell from a, uh, we have some experience here with some of our listeners in terms of some of the emails you send. Oh you, my god! You don't mean to be rude, but, but you oh, are. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And look, some of this is just bravado. They're, they're being disrespectful. They're pushing back at you because they don't want you to know how little they know about what you're actually talking about. The people who are 25 today looking to be mentored know about the same amount of stuff about the organization that you did when you were 25 30 years ago, Ms. 55-year-old executive. If you remember back when you were 25... You didn't know anything. In fact, when you're 25, you thought to yourself, boy, when I was 20, I didn't know anything. But now I'm 25. I really know what's I'm, going on. I'm smart now. And then you hit 30, and you're like, man, I thought I knew what was going on when I was 25. But what an idiot I was. But now I'm 30. I'm good. You've been thinking that everybody's been saying that every five years. That's what wisdom is. 
um, the gradual hardening of the mental arteries, so to speak. Um, look, I, I don't want to be an apologist for the younger people who are looking for mentors. They ought not to scoff, right? They ought to learn how to communicate in a way that makes sense to the person who's listening to them rather than a way that their friends want to hear them talk when they're, when they're playing beer pong on Friday. Right. And that's something okay. you can give them feedback on, exactly. for example. Uh, but look, be ready, if you're a mentor, to hear that your way may not be right. And here's the cool thing about that. Look, if you're wrong, they're going to find out. And, and, and fine, they have a better way. Great. Lucky organization. Lucky you. But if you're right, and they were just too young and stupid, <laughs> the good old days, they'll never forget the lesson of acting as if you didn't know any better. And you say, well, knock yourself out. Do the best you can. I don't think that'll work. And when it doesn't work, and they come back to you, we encourage you to avoid saying, Ha, told you so, na 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 na. Yeah, don't do that. Don't, yeah, that doesn't help. Uh, yeah, you'll okay. feel it. It's okay. You just can't say it. Well, the the other great opportunity that that comes out of that is our point number seven, which is expect to learn something. Yeah, this is the most surprising thing that mentors talk to me about. Uh, it, it it happens with most of them, but it really happens a lot with the best relationships. If you spend several years mentoring, you ought to be striving in the long run for more of those best relationships where you really, really are learning. And, and the reason for that is really simple. To get ready to teach somebody something, you're going to have to relook how you got where you are now. Old assumptions are going to fall away. Key leverage points are going to emerge. New insights are going to reveal themselves. Because you're having to talk about the whys of your career, of your organization, or of your successes. Um, this happens to me all the time in my work, and it is a source of great joy. When you have all the raw pieces, but when you're asked to communicate it and you look at the pieces, either in front of you mentally or on a piece of paper, you realize, wow, there's a piece that I've not been thinking about that really makes a big difference. And when you communicate it, you say, boy, I'm going to be better the next time I do that because I'm clear about what the driving forces are behind how I got where I am now. Yeah. So if you need a reason to mentor... Do it because it's going to make you better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yep. And that and that wraps it up. Yep. Now we just to review. We had we had two introductory comments. One, corporate programs don't work, and we talked about some of the reasons why that is. And then number two, mentoring is all about people. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And then we had seven recommendations: three criteria for whom to mentor, which is fit, uh, um, organizational value, and ROI. Um, Two, you can say no. Three, you should say no. We give some reasons why you would say no or, or, or ending a relationship. Number four, expect and demand structure. That's my personal favorite. You can get a lot more value out of these things if you'll just insist on that. Providing feedback is number five. Expect to be challenged is number six. And expect to learn is number seven. And that's a, that's a real plus for those of us who spend time and really want to mentor somebody. Yeah. Not only does the organization get something out of it, you get something out of it personally. Great. Well, thanks, my friend. My pleasure, sir. Thanks, everyone. I hope you found this series useful. Please let us know how it works for you uh, in the discussion forums next time you're asked to mentor someone. Now, for those of you who haven't yet become a premium member, please do consider going to the website and signing up. The complete show notes and or transcripts, plus a high-level presentation is available for each show. Save yourself from driving off the side of the road as you're trying to take notes while listening. Anyways, details are available on the website, www.managertools.com. So, until next week then, so long.